It's the first week of March. Do you know where your New Year's resolutions are? Welcome to Common Sense on the Prairie, a podcast by First National Wealth Management in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We are a regional best provider of wealth management services, including investment management and financial planning, as well as personal trust, institutional trust, and retirement plan services. This podcast is our chance to share some of our passions and help you make your money work for you. In today's episode of Common Sense on the Prairie, we're going to talk about how doing some seemingly small items now can set you up for a financially successful 2020. But first, let's get that disclaimer out of the way. Any comments, insights, or strategies discussed on this podcast are intended to be general in nature and, therefore, may not be suitable for you and your situation, whatever that may be. Before acting on anything we discuss, please consult with your attorney, CPA, and or your financial advisor. So, here we are. It's 2020 and it's already March. Something's different. If you're a regular gym goer, you know what I'm talking about. All those bright, shiny, motivated new faces that took your favorite treadmill the last two months have started to disappear, haven't they? That's right. The New Year's crowd has already come and gone. Where'd they go? Studies tell us that by the second week of February, 80% of New Year's resolutions are already abandoned. Yikes! Time Magazine has even published a list of the most commonly broken resolutions, and they are Number 1. Lose weight and get fit. No surprise there, right? 2. Quit smoking. 3. Learn something new. 4. Eat healthier and diet. 5. Get out of debt and save money. 6. Spend more time with family. 7. Travel to new places. 8. Be less stressed. Yeah. Let me know when you figure that one out. Nine, volunteer more. And 10, drink less. Notice a trend? Half of those 10 items were related to our health. But what about our financial health? Get out of debt and save money made the list, but that's it. Shouldn't we resolve to accomplish more things financially each year? Today, I thought it would be fun to walk through seven action steps, or resolutions, if you will, that you can implement in 2020 to put yourself on the path to financial prosperity. Let's get into it. Resolution number one, know your starting point. Put simply, you can't know whether you've made any progress unless you know where you started from. How do you determine that? You create a balance sheet. Creating a balance sheet is the simplest and most effective way to determine the current state of your financial health. Nothing fancy. You can even sketch it out on a napkin if that's what's handy. A proper balance sheet clearly lays out your assets and your liabilities. Your assets are all of your bank accounts, your retirement and investment accounts, your home, etc. Your liabilities are your financial obligations, like mortgages, student loans, car debt, credit card balances, and the like. Once you've listed everything, add up all your assets and then subtract your liabilities. The number you're left with is your net worth. That's your starting point. Now, if I'm being totally honest, this is something even I've failed to do well over the years. I track my family's net worth regularly, but I never remember to check it at the beginning of the year and then write it down. Then, inevitably, at the end of the year, my wife and I are left wondering how much progress we made. And because I never wrote it down in January, we just shrug our shoulders and never truly get the satisfaction of celebrating our progress. But not this year. One of my financial resolutions for 2020 was to finally capture our balance sheet in January. Done and done. Resolution number two. 
Make a plan and then write it down. Research consistently tells us that written plans are more effective than those we keep in our heads. Writing our plans down makes them real. Actually, written plans usually come quite naturally after you've completed your net worth statement. If you weren't doing as well as you'd hoped, panic can be one hell of a motivator to commit to a new plan. On the other hand, you may feel so great about where you are that you decide you can ease off the accelerator a bit and start making more gifts to your favorite charities, for example. Either way, sometimes these plans just write themselves. One caveat to tracking your net worth is probably worth mentioning here. We can't always control whether our net worth increases or decreases over a given period of time. In a year like 2019, when the markets were hitting all-time highs, we can feel like everything is great, even if we didn't necessarily make all the best financial choices. On the flip side, we could have done everything right and the market was crap. We beat ourselves up for a lower net worth, even when it wasn't our fault. What's truly important is our behaviors. Did we do everything we could have to set ourselves up for success last year? If so, fantastic. If not, let's decide what's most important and resolve to make progress this year. Resolution number three, save $1,000. This may sound simple, but the fact is the majority of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and cannot come up with $1,000 without going into debt. If this is a surprise, I would suggest listening to our first episode, Keeping up with the Joneses to learn more. This consumer debt cycle makes it virtually impossible to make progress towards your long-term goals if you keep going backwards by borrowing for near-term expenses. Having $1,000 in savings can help break that cycle and shield you from those unexpected expenses that can cause you to build up high-interest debt. And speaking of high-interest debt, resolution number four, get high-interest debt out of your life. What counts as high-interest debt? Credit cards, mostly. The average interest rate on credit card debt is nearly 17%. Compounding interest is a beautiful thing, except when it's working against you. If you're struggling to get a handle on your credit card debt, there are several great resources available. The most popular is probably Dave Ramsey and his Debt Snowball program. The most important thing is you find a program that works for you. Until you get high interest debt out of your life, it's going to be nearly impossible to win with your money. Once you've got your savings built up and have eliminated all high interest debt, Resolution number five is to increase your retirement savings. Most of us now have access to some form of employer-sponsored retirement savings account. The most common are the 401k or the 403b for public sector or not-for-profit employees. These accounts allow employees to contribute pre-tax and sometimes after-tax dollars into an investment account for your retirement. Along with your contributions, your employer may make a separate contribution, typically structured as a match, up to a certain amount. Right, wrong, or otherwise, I think of retirement savings as a series of three stages. The minimum, the middle, and the max. The first stage, what I call the minimum, is when you're saving just enough to get the full match from your employer. As an example, if your employer matches your contributions up to the first 4%, to be at the minimum, you would also be saving 4% so you get the full employer match. This is free money, and I want you to get every cent of it. The second stage is what I call the middle. This is where you're saving more than the minimum, but you're not maxing out your retirement savings. This is where most people get stuck. They know they should increase their contributions, but are unsure of by how much and what it will mean for their lifestyle and retirement if they do. They don't yet know their why. When you're in this stage, it's important to consider what you want to do in retirement and match that up with projections of your current savings rate to see if it will generate the nest egg needed for you to meet your goals. If your retirement goals are modest, a lower savings rate may be okay. If your goals are less modest, 
you need to find out if your current savings rate will fund your planned retirement expenditures. The third and final phase is the max. You've hit this milestone when you're maxing out your retirement contributions each year. This is the top of the mountain. For 2020, an employee with access to a 401k, 403b, most 457 plans, and the federal government's thrift savings plan can contribute up to $19,500 into their employer-sponsored retirement account. If you are age 50 and older, the catch-up contribution limit actually increases to $26,000. And, as neither the $19,500 or the $26,000 limit includes the employer contribution, those contributions can be made in addition to what you contribute as long as the total combined contribution for the year, that is the employee portion and the employer contribution, does not exceed $57,000 for an individual under age 50 and $63,500 for those age 50 and above. This is maxing out your retirement savings. So which phase are you in? Unless you're at the max, I'd like for you to consider increasing your contributions in 2020 and each year going forward as a percentage of your income until you're saving at least 20% of your gross income into your retirement account. Now, stay with me because I know that sounds like a lot, but I've got a plan. I said before that I think everyone should be contributing at least enough to get their employer match. Once you've done that, I want you to commit to saving a portion of every raise you get towards your retirement contributions. Say you get a 4% raise in January. Take 2% of that raise and increase your retirement savings allocation. If you keep doing this every time you get a raise, you'll be shocked at how quickly your retirement savings increases. In fact, many retirement plans allow you to automate this. You can set an automatic increase each year and you never have to mess with it again. This seemingly small increase each year can have a huge impact in your retirement. Now, whether you're at the minimum, maxing out your retirement contributions, or somewhere in the middle, you also need to have an understanding of what you're investing in, which leads me to resolution number six. Understand your investments. Regardless of how much you're saving, you also need to have an understanding of how you're investing. When you boil it down, Successful investment outcomes are primarily driven by three factors. Asset allocation, which is how you split your money into different investments like stocks, bonds, and cash. Asset location, meaning the type of investment vehicles you're using, like taxable versus non-taxable accounts. And cost, how much you're paying to invest. In investing, less is best. Even if you work with an advisor, you should be an expert in your personal finances. No one will care more about your financial future than you will. If you feel like you've been just blindly throwing money into investments you may not understand, make a resolution to learn more about your investments this year. You'll be glad you did. Resolution number seven, update your estate plan. A good estate plan alleviates much of the pain of leaving your loved ones to deal with the complexities of allocating your assets after your death. And for those of you with young children, a proper estate plan stipulates who will care for your children in the event you are no longer here to do so. A thoughtful estate plan is a gift to those you love the most. Make a point to review your estate plan and update as necessary this year. All right, we covered a lot of ground on this episode. Hopefully, the ideas we talked about can help you have your most prosperous year yet. And remember, if you're looking to make changes in your life, it takes, on average, 66 days for a new habit to become automatic. So hang in there. If you like what you hear, please do us a favor and subscribe and share so we know you're out there. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes, please reach out to us at fnbsf.com. Be sure to tune in next time when I will be discussing money and marriage with my first guest, my wife. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.